Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. Good to be with you. I want to say good to see you, but I cannot see you. You could see me if you're on the live stream uh, or hear me, and you can certainly call in so we could speak together. Um, And I I think you just heard uh, that the toll-free number to call or text, and we go to the um, uh, callers and emails and your text right after the first break. And then we have a whole half hour to ourselves, and you may call in any time at one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. Now, I want to read you something special. It's not new, um, because we've been. If you've been reading news stories, keeping up with. Um, Uh, what's a little bit of what's happening in the church. Um, This is an article from uh, from last month, printed on November 11th of uh, this year, uh, concerning this Friday, the first Friday of December. And you know Our Lady has um, asked us to pray and make reparation on the first Friday of each month. But this particular first Friday is uh, very special and unique. And... Um, I don't want to alarm anybody, but it's almost attached with a warning, not the warning we've been hearing about of the end times, nothing of that sort. But um, uh, this is a um, the, the title of the National Catholic Register on that day said four exorcists urge day of fasting prayer and reparation on December 6th. Now, many people have gotten on board with this and uh, are predicting different things. I'm not going to go through that because we don't know. We just know that uh, what's been going on in Rome with Pachamama and all that uh, pagan worship is so serious that um, the priests and exorcists um, have gotten together to help the church worldwide have a day of prayer and fasting and reparation for those evils, for the pagan worship in Rome. And someone needs to make that reparation, and it needs to be us. And so even on the Station of the Cross, um, uh, on on this Friday, uh, from noon until, let me just see, because I just now, um, oh, I'm so sorry, where did it go? Uh, Got the email on that. Oh, I'm so sorry to... Here we go, here we go. Okay, special program uh, on the Station of the Cross, um, through the Station of the Cross, this Friday, December 6th, from noon to midnight each hour. Um, uh, the Station of the Cross is going to be... Now, uh, our program, Mother Miriam Live, is at 10 Eastern Time, and of course, 7 in the morning Pacific Time. So it's prior to the noon hour, and nothing will change for us. But from noon till midnight, each hour, the Station of the Cross is asking the listeners to pray the sorrowful mysteries on the hour, every hour, um, in reparation for sins against God. 
and again, particularly this has been brought by the pagan worship um, of the Vatican uh, that's taken place at the Vatican and that is spreading now throughout the world. Um, we have a little note here uh, that uh, from one priest who wrote the worship of idols along with the crimes against children and seminarians by their spiritual fathers, by priests and bishops of the church. These black spots on the spotless bride of Christ clearly manifest the presence of the demonic within the church. And he says, I urge you to cast out demons by more prayer and fasting on the first Friday of December. Now, this has gone uh, beyond a single priest. Um, This is uh, uh, now being urged worldwide. The situation in the church is very serious. Um, A century ago, Pope Paul VI um, uh, said the smoke of Satan has entered the church, and uh, we are seeing the fruits of that, and it is uh, multiplying by the day in the world for sure, but more seriously, more drastically, more consequentially within the church. And I'm going to read to you the article that's online from the National Catholic Register from November 11th, and the title is um, Four Exorcists Urge Day of Fasting, Prayer and Reparation on December 6th, And the subheading says that the priests suggest the rosary and prayers to the sacred heart, as well as some form of penance, such as fasting, abstinence, and other forms of mortification. Um, Four exorcists, I'll read the article to you. Four exorcists have issued a joint statement asking Catholics worldwide to dedicate December 6th, this, this Friday, beloved, worldwide as a day of fasting, prayer, and reparation for the purpose of driving out any diabolic influence within the church that has been gained as a result of recent events. The exorcists who have requested anonymity due to the sensitivity of their ministries cited in a particular way the controversy that took place during the recent Pan-Amazon Synod which, uh, when statutes purportedly statues, rather, purportedly of Pachamama, a a goddess worshipped by indigenous uh, Andeans, were incorporated into various synod events. And these events, the exorcists say, bring home the reality that we are in spiritual warfare um, and that warfare is happening within the church itself. Um, I said early on that what was going on in the Vatican was demonic and pagan worship, uh, and we need to come against it. Um, And I've been criticized for that by some, uh, but it's the reality, beloved. It's the truth, and God help us if we ever hold back on what is the truth because souls are at stake. And here is the full statement of the four exorcists. In light of recent events regarding the Pachamama ritual um, in the Vatican Gardens, the subsequent procession of the idol into St. Peter's, as well as placing the idol in St. Maria in Transpontina Church, 
we are reminded of the words of St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, 20, comma, I mean rather quotation quotes, do I say <clears throat> that what is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything, or that the idol is anything? But the things which the heathens sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. How can we not say it's demonic? Two and two is four. We, we can't be afraid to call out evil, beloved. They sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not say that you should be made partakers with devils. That is the Apostle Paul. And the exorcists go on to say this. The Psalms, uh, particularly Psalm 95, verse 5, tell us that, quote, all the gods, little g, all the gods of the Gentiles are devils, but the Lord made the heavens, end quote. These events bring home the reality that, quote, from Ephesians, our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power, against the rulers of the world of this darkness, against the spirits of wickedness in the high places. These events bring home the reality that we are in spiritual warfare and that warfare is happening within the church itself. <clears throat> We are therefore encouraging, still the word from the exorcists, we are therefore encouraging all Catholics who recognize the evil of the events to join us in a day of prayer and penance on December 6th for the purpose of driving out any diabolic influence within the church that has been gained as a result of these recent events, along with any other events. And, you know, um, there are people who have um, criticized, not me in particular, but not just me, for sure, um, but those who are the very few bishops, um, <clears throat> I can think of four at the moment, who have spoken out on this, um, and many, many priests and many, many of the faithful, and some people would refer to us as fanatics and not getting with the program and, and resistant to change and all of that. Beloved, this is demonic. It is not of God. And uh, I am so pleased with the National Catholic Register, who is owned, as you I'm sure mostly know, by EWTN, Catholic Radio, Catholic Television. Um, I am so pleased that they have printed this article and many others who are not considered uh, traditionalists or separatists or alarmists or anything of that sort. They, they bend over backwards to not be alarming um, that they have printed this because it is upon us and it is true. And the exorcists say that we are asking all of those who participate, that's this Friday, to do the following for this intention. Number one. Say the rosary. Say the rosary. Now, there are drives all over the country. Um, uh, what's another word? A rosary drive, a rallies, uh, um, <clears throat> podcasts, um, all kinds of things, and people that are urging people. There are even apps for your phone you can look up and look, download. I don't know what they are, and I don't download apps, so uh, we know how to pray the rosary. I don't, I don't know why we would need an app, but... It, it, it's okay. That's just not part of my world yet. But um, we need to say the rosary, and that we know how to say. We need to say the rosary. Number two, 
these four exorcists say we need to take on some form of penance, such as fasting, abstinence, and other forms of mortification, which Our Lady of Fatima herself, Our Lady of Akita, Our Lady of La Salette, uh, Our Lady of Good Success, who am I leaving out, um, have asked us to do, have asked us to do. Um, and thirdly, offer the prayers to the Sacred Heart, and they've printed them below, but you can look them up on the Internet, beloved. Um, and then the exorcists say other recommended acts which we encourage others to do for this intention is to make a holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament and attend Mass that day, offering the merits of the Mass for this intention. May the Divine Mercy rest upon all of us. That concludes the article from the National Catholic Register, except they have printed uh, the act of consecration to the human race and the act of preparation to the sake of sacred heart of Jesus, both to be said, both to be prayed this Friday, beloved, December 6th. And if you can, you can look up the National Catholic Register article. Um, you can look up the act of consecration to the human race, to the sacred heart of Jesus, consecration to the sacred heart. Many, many websites will have that. But um, it is all in the National Catholic Register uh, article of November 11th. The title, you can put it into a search engine, is for, uh, spelled out, F-O-U-R, Exorcists, Urge Day of Fasting, Prayer and Reparation, December 6th, and you'll be able to find it. I'm going to read now the act of consecration of the human race to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. <clears throat> it begins, Most sweet Jesus, Redeemer of the human race, look down upon us humbly prostrate before thy altar. We need to do that, beloved, on Friday. We are thine, and thine we wish to be, but to be more surely united with thee, Behold, each one of us freely consecrates himself today to thy most sacred heart. Many indeed have never known thee. Many too, despising thy precepts, have rejected thee. Have mercy on them all, most merciful Jesus, and draw them to thy sacred heart. Be thou king, O Lord, not only of the faithful who have never forsaken thee, but also of the prodigal children who have abandoned thee. Grant that they may quickly return to their father's house, lest they die of wretchedness and hunger. Be thou king of those who are deceived by erroneous opinions, or whom discord, or whom discord keeps aloof. Call them back to the harbor of truth and unity of faith so that soon there may be but one flock and one shepherd. Be thou king of all those who are still involved in the darkness of idolatry or of um, Islamism. Refuse not to draw them all into the light and kingdom of God. Turn thine eyes of mercy toward the children of that race. Once thy chosen people of old they call down upon themselves the blood of the Savior. Oh, it breaks my heart even to read this. May it now descend upon them a laver of redemption and of life. Grant, O Lord, to thy church assurance of freedom and immunity from harm. Give peace and order to all nations 
and make the earth resound from pole to pole with one cry, praise to the divine heart that wrought our salvation. To it be glory and honor forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Beloved, um, we want the earth to resound from pole to pole with the cry of praise to God and to the divine heart that wrought our salvation. We want the earth to resound, but right now there seem to be gathering only a a remnant, a, a small portion of Catholics throughout the world who still believe who, who would dare to live their faith without compromise. Most of us here in America, will not. we simply will not do that. We will not do that, and we call ourselves Catholics. I, I've said so many times, no Catholic should shop on Sunday. No Catholic should visit a restaurant on Sunday. Certain things you have to do on Sunday. And, and you know, I, we got an email. If you're in a hotel, you need to be there. If you're, if you're on a plane, you need to be there so you can't come home. On a, you have to come home on a Sunday. And if you don't, you're staying over Sunday night at the hotel and still people are serving you there. So I'm not going, we're not going to that extreme. But um, we're not going to say to our family, let's go out and to uh, a restaurant today as a family. We're not going to do that. We're going to make our lunch at home. Um, we're going to start living as Catholics. We're going to live dressed modestly. Um, uh, women know nothing anymore sleeveless, nothing anymore to the knee or above, nothing anymore tight, nothing anymore low cut. Men don't walk around without shirts and don't walk around with a T-shirt. Respect, ladies, if you... And certainly don't come to sh- to church in shorts to your knees with thongs on. So everyone around you has to put up with your, your legs. Don't do that. Start living as Catholics. Start living as Mary and Joseph. But whoever you are and whatever you do, um, oh dear, I just, hold on, I just eliminated that page. Um, hold on a moment. Uh, I just, I just, by mistake, um, closed the article from the National Catholic Register. Okay, let me, let me get it back. Because I want to read to you also the consecration to the Sacred Heart, which again, um, all of you can look up. Um, I'll get it back just in a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shall I sing a song while I'm, no, here it, here it is, got it, yay. Okay, thank you, Lord, for electricity and for the National Catholic Register and for EWTN. Um, and I'm going to read now again the, um, what was posted of the act of reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O sweet Jesus, whose overflowing charity for men is requited by so much forgetfulness, negligence, and contempt. Behold us prostrate before thy altar, eager to repair by a special act of homage the cruel difference and injuries to which thy loving heart is everywhere subject. Now, let me interrupt this to say that what I just said about 
uh, not shopping on Sundays, not being in restaurants, not going to a park if there has to be someone on duty to receive your money or the zoo, go to plenty of parks that are free. Um, uh, dressing modestly and, and modesty is not uh, only for women. It's for men as well. It's not only uh, for outward dress. It's for speech. It's for departure. It's for everything we do. And all that really handles the outward uh, end of things, not the heart. And it's really the heart that speaks. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The reason we go to shopping malls is we could care less about our witness. Sunday's a day of rest. No one should be working. And if we refrain from going shopping, the stores will close and we can bring the world little by little to worship again on Sunday. We can do that, beloved. Um, But it's coming Christmas, and I doubt that very many of Catholics, including many hearing me this morning, are going to follow that. They're going to say, okay, let me just get through this Christmas. Well, you can, but do you know how many souls will perish and be in hell between now and then? Do you know how many people will commit suicide this Christmas while you're shopping? If we don't begin to live as Catholics, um, shame will come upon us, and it already has in great measure. And this demonic stuff is happening all over the world. If we will stop and live our faith, live, as I often say, uh, as if it were true. If it's true, we're not going to do anything on Sunday but worship God, and the family's going to be together. And the, as I often say also, um, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. It's not simply externals for show. It's the matter of the heart that families would come together and have a meal and pray. And during the week, Father, Papa, you don't let your family go to sleep without gathering them. It's not your wife God has called to this. It is you who are the head of the family. You must gather them to pray the rosary. And I'm going to ask you, uh, if you can take off work Friday, tell them it's a holy day for Catholics, which it is. Uh, Every Catholic in the entire world is asked this Friday to pray the rosary and fast and make reparation all day to avert the um, what's coming on us. Uh, we've read reports all over the place. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to even list those potentials. I'm not even going to say them. But I will say that December 6th is an important day. We need to give ourselves to Christ. We need to do on December 6th what we would do if we knew we would die December 7th. And I don't mean get our finances in order. I mean get our soul in order. Now I'm going to continue. I'm going to begin again with the act of reparation to the Sacred Heart. O sweet Jesus, whose overflowing charity for men is requited by so much forgetfulness, negligence, and contempt, behold us prostrate before thy altar, eager to repair by a special act of homage the cruel indifference and injuries to which thy loving heart is everywhere subject. Mindful, alas, that we ourselves have had a share in such great indignities, which we now deplore from the depths of our heart. Beloved, if there's anyone there who says, not me, I haven't had a share in this. Yes, you have. Why else did our Savior die? Yes, you have. There is no one without sin. 
we humbly ask thy pardon and declare our readiness to atone by voluntary expiation not only for our own personal offenses, but also for the sins of those who, straying far from the path of salvation, refuse in their obstinate infidelity to follow thee, their shepherd and leader, or renouncing the vows of their baptism, have cast off this weak, sweet yoke of thy law. We are now resolved to expiate each and every deplorable outrage committed against thee. We are determined to make amends for the manifold offenses against Christian modesty. Look at that. I hadn't even read this, but I said it before. Against Christian modesty in unbecoming dress and behavior for all the foul seductions laid to ensnare the feet of the innocent for the frequent violations of Sundays and holidays. I said that and didn't even realize it was in here. And the shocking blasphemies uttered against thee and thy saints. We wish also to make amends for the insults to which thy vicar on earth and thy priest are subjected for the profanation by conscious neglect or terrible acts of sacrilege of the very sacrament of thy divine love. And lastly, for the public crimes of nations who resist the rights and teaching authority of the church which thou hast founded. There's just a little bit more to this consecration, beloved, and we'll continue right after the break. You're welcome to call and text and email, and we'll begin to take your calls right after the break. one 511 5483 We'll be right back. During the Advent and Christmas seasons, the Station of the Cross is blessed to bring you special programming that celebrates the birth of our Lord. Help other drivers learn about the true meaning of this time of year by promoting Catholic Radio. Order your free bumper magnets at thestationofthecross.com. Just click on the Promote tab at the top of our website. We'd be happy to send bumper magnets for your listening area so that others can come to know the Lord. That's thestationofthecross.com and click on the Promote tab. Thank you for sharing Catholic Radio on the road. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time for Sermons for Everyday Living, a program that brings you real sermons from real priests on topics important to you and your faith. 
Visit thestationofthecross.com for details. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live, beloved. And just before the break, um, we were uh, reading um, the uh, act of consecration um, to the Sacred Heart, act of reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And the reason we're doing that is because of an article in the National Catholic Register uh, that is owned by EWTN, a wonderful article that, um, uh, let me see now, here it is, um, where four exorcists have uh, urged on the border of warning all of us this Friday, December 6th, to make it a day of fasting and prayer and reparation for the sacrileges um, performed most recently at the Vatican with the Pachamama worship and pagan idols uh, during the Amazon Synod, but also for all the sins committed against children, pedophilia, homosexuality, um, all kinds of debauchery by uh, Catholics, bishops all over the world. Um, And so we were reading this article. I urge you to look it up if you can, if you're online. It's the National Catholic Register, November 11th edition. And um, let me get its title again. The title is Four Exorcists, Urge Day of Fasting, Prayer, and Reparation, December 6th. That's this Friday, beloved, the first Friday of December. I'm going to continue just at the end of the um, act of reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Um, Would, O Divine Jesus, we were able to wash away some abominations with our blood. We now offer in reparation for these violations of thy divine honor the satisfaction thou didst once make to thy eternal Father on the cross, and which thou dost continue to renew daily on our altars. We offer it in union with the acts of atonement of thy Virgin Mother and all the saints and of the pious faithful on earth. We sincerely promise to make recompense as far as we can with the help of thy grace for all neglect of thy great love and for the sins we and others have committed in the past. Henceforth, we will live a life of unwavering faith, of purity of conduct, of perfect observance, of the precepts of the gospel, and especially that of charity. We promise to the best of our power to prevent other others from offending thee and to bring as many as possible to follow thee. Finally, O loving Jesus, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, our model in reparation, deign to receive the voluntary offering we make of this act of expiation and by the crowning gift of perseverance keep us faithful unto death in our unity and the allegiance we owe to thee. 
so that we may one day come to that happy home where thou with the Father and the Holy Ghost livest and reignest, God, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Beloved, the world is indeed going crazy and the evil is increasing by the day, there's no doubt. But the world has gotten into the church big time and the world, the church, uh, led by um, many of its shepherds uh, right to the top, is being led astray and engaging in what is really demonic and not at all what Christ has taught. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for them. And the strongest prayer, the, tr- the strongest ammunition we have, Our Lady has told us, is the rosary. So on December 6th, this Friday, the Station of the Cross is going to be interrupting, not interrupting, but every hour on the hour from noon to midnight is going to be praying the Sorrowful Mysteries. It's going to take up 20 minutes at the top of each hour. So I would say whatever hour you listen, or if you don't listen in any way, uh, at the top of any hour with your rosary and pray and Bring your children together, especially on that day. Hopefully in the morning, get up a half hour early. Every morning is a sacrifice to make reparation. There's no reparation without sacrifice, beloved. And your children can't ever be too young to begin to learn that. It's not, We're not isolated uh, Catholics. We're not isolated Indians. It's not me, myself, and I, or my, me, myself, and my family, or me and Jesus. We are the people of God, and if a family goes astray, someone needs to pray for the whole family. They don't just pray for themselves. They pray for the restoration of the family. We get, I don't know how many requests every single day from families, pray for our families. This one's left the church. That one's left the church. This one's not practicing anymore. They pray for the whole family. And that's what it needs to be with us. We need to pray for the family of God. If you go back to the book of Daniel, that's what Daniel did. He prayed for the whole people of God, not for himself. That's what we need to do, beloved. We are in very serious times. So I would begin now. If you can take the day off from work on Friday, that's great. If you could rearrange your schedule uh, and work Saturday instead of Friday, that's great for this Friday only. I think we're in very serious times, and I think um, this Friday, December 6th, is going to be more important and more crucial than any of us know. Um, So I would do it. And Father, you're the head of the home. Uh, Make sure that your family gathers together and prays the rosary together, at the very, very least, the Sorrowful Mysteries. Okay. We're going to see if we have any callers. Uh, No, we don't, so we're going to go to an email. We have an email from Cole, and Cole writes, As we all know, Christmas will be here before we know it. And in light of that, I would like to ask you something that I've been thinking about for a long time. Cole says, When I was young, 
I used to watch old videos about Santa Claus, and there was one point where I had always been excited to see him, just like many kids still do today. When I grew up, I began to resent the secularization of the holiday. Now that I'm married with two daughters, ages eight and five respectively, I am greatly worried that the TV specials about Santa um, that they see on TV will most likely cause conflict in their spiritual lives. As the master of the house, should I shield my daughters from secularized Christmas television? I have read up about St. Nicholas, how St. Nicholas was secularized as Santa Claus, yet I'm still greatly troubled. Beloved, we'll continue with this email from Cole, because I think many people, Cole is right, have this same question. So don't go away. Feel free to call in toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. If you're new to iCatholic Radio, welcome to the free mobile app of the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. It's available for download on your Android and Apple mobile devices. If you have any questions about your new app, please contact us at thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. That's thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. Through your new app, you can listen to podcasts of shows, conference talks, and prayers. View our programming grid, call us directly, and check out our mobile website. You can even learn how you can promote iCatholic Radio in your community. Connect with us through social media and financially support the programming you love. That's all available on your iCatholic Radio mobile app. Thank you for joining our iCatholic Radio family, proclaiming the fullness of truth with clarity and charity. Are you having a hard time keeping up with all that's going on these days in the Vatican? Did you know that LifeSite puts out a monthly print news magazine in beautiful full color? Our magazine, Faithful Insight, gives you all the most important coverage from Rome and lets you read it away from the computer, phone, or tablet. It summarizes dozens of new happenings down to the essentials, but provides full analysis on all the most important developments. Faithful Insight brings you the coverage of the Vatican that you know and expect from LifeSite in a different form. It has received high praise from cardinals, bishops, priests, and faithful who want to stay abreast of the most crucial battle in our time, the battle for the soul of the Church. Subscribe today at faithfulinsight.com and may God bless you. to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. 
Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live, beloved. I'm so thrilled to be with you. And we have uh, a little over 15 minutes together, uh, and our lines are wide open if you'd like to call in. Uh, You're always welcome to call anonymously if that is easier. And the toll-free number to call or text is 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We were reading an email um, from Cole, and I'm going to reread that. We, we weren't able to finish it. Uh, Cole says, Hello, Mother Miriam. As we all know, Christmas will be here before we know it. And in light of that, I would like to ask you something that I've been thinking about for a long time. When I was young, <clears throat> I used to watch old videos about Santa Claus, and there was one point, excuse me, where I had been, where I had always been excited to see him just like many kids still do today. When I grew up, I began to resent the secularization of the holiday. Well, bravo. (laughs) Now that I am married with two daughters, eight and five respectively, I am greatly worried about the TV specials about Santa that they see on TV will most likely cause conflict in their spiritual lives. Very good. It will. As the master of the house, um, should I... Shield my daughters from secularized, secular hmm, easy for you to say, secularized Christmas television. I have read up about how Saint Nicholas was secularized as Santa Claus. Yet I am still greatly troubled, as the generation, as the generous and giving Saint Nicholas would say, quote, "Children, I beseech you to correct your hearts and thoughts, so that you may be pleasing to God." End quote. And Cole says, I pray that other parents will heed any advice you give me, you give to me. God bless. Well, Cole, absolutely. I'm going to suggest uh, an easy thing, and then I'm going to suggest a more difficult thing. Number one, absolutely keep your children away from secularized Christmas specials of any kind. And instead, you can get this book. And it's, let me see if I can, how I can show that to you right here. Here it is. The Man Who Was Really Santa Claus. It's by Reverend Daniel A. Lord. Um, he's a, a SJ, which is Jesuit, it, but it's, I say but, it's written, let me see when it's written, in um, 1954. Um, it's excellent. And it's illustrated. It's a very good book. It's a booklet, but it's it's really more of a book. 71 pages. Here it is. The Man Who Was Really Santa Claus by Reverend Daniel A. Lord, S.J. Um, I think you can see that. Um, It's published by Refuge for Sinners. And here's the back. It's Refuge for Sinners. And I get uh, many of our books from them. Refuge for Sinners... I believe, has combined with Mother of Our Savior and Joyful Catholic. I think the three of them are one corporation. Um, Let me read the back, and it has an imprimatur by the church from 1954, and the short description says, Learn all about the man who was really Santa Claus. Learn the truth that there was a Santa Claus, that the real Santa was a great Catholic bishop, and his name was Saint Nicholas. See, Santa, Saint Nicholas, 
clause. That's how it came, as you know. Learn about how an infamous poem changed the custom of an entire world. Learn all about his history, his tradition, his legend, his death, his story, and how it all started. With so much to learn about this wonderful saint, it is easy to see how the whole world loves St. Nicholas. And, and I would say we've been talking about the need, the very serious need uh, for every single Catholic to pray the rosary and make reparation for the sins, our own sins, and the sins of the church, particularly what has recently gone on at the Vatican with the Amazon Synod, and also for uh, the destruction of of children and seminarians and others um, um, in these in these in this past decade. I would not decade the cent- uh, century. Um, um, century. Boy, I'm mixing words today, aren't I? Um, So I suggest you get that. Um, That's what needs to be read these days. That's what needs to be read, beloved. So, Cole, I said I'd give you an easy one, and that is absolutely uh, keep everything secular from the children. Everything. And um, that has to do with Santa Claus or, or God. Um, I'm going to make a second suggestion, which is not so easy. Uh, Throw the TV out. I wish that no home had a television. That's what I wish now. Because the television becomes a babysitter and children watch things that are, you know, parents say, well, they're not bad. Well, they're not bad. You're not supposed to just withdraw from your children things that are not bad. You're supposed to give them things that are very especially good and will help their souls to heaven. So you're not just keeping violence and uh, poor images and language from them. You want to feed their souls with heaven. And um, the only thing that I know you can watch, I mean, you could certainly keep it for EWTN, uh, maybe a news program, maybe a, a, a special once in a while. I don't know, but I think it's better that you throw the TV out altogether and that you live as a family and read together and play games together rather than watch television. Um, if you want, we have a TV here, but we don't, we don't watch TV. We, it's not connected. We use it only for, vis- for videos. So if you keep your TV absolutely disconnected, and you can use it to show videos, nothing else, and then you choose good, holy Catholic videos and go to the sites I've just given you Go to Refuge for Sinners, Joyful Catholic, Mother of Our Savior, um, St. Augustine Academy Press, um, uh, and, and you can go to other sites, uh, Ignatius Press, EWTN, but you, you need to discern uh, uh, what you're buying, and you need to make sure it's right for your children. And then just use your TV for videos and nothing else. Okay. All right, let's see now. What else? Let me make sure that nobody's on the line. And we have a text from someone who says, Mother Miriam, if God forgives our sins in the confessional, why is it revealed at the last judgment? Thank you, Mother. 
um, the sins that are forgiven, Psalm 103, God says is he, he forgets them as far as the east is from the west. They're forgotten. They're not revealed at the judgment. We are for, forgive, we're forgiven. And if the only time they're going to be revealed is if we have failed to make reparation for them because we're given a penance at the, in the confessional, not, uh, not to be forgiven, but because we are forgiven and we need to make reparation. Otherwise, we're going to spend a, a good part of eternity making that reparation. So no, every sin is going to be revealed if we don't confess it. Things that we maybe forgot, conveniently or not, um, things that we confess but didn't tell the whole story, um, things that we said, well, I, I sin mortally in this way, but you didn't tell the priest you did it ten times, that kind of thing. Um, the scriptures also say that we will be held accountable for every single careless word that comes out of our mouth. Every single careless word that comes out of our mouth. We will be judged for every single word. So, yes, we have much to face at the last judgment. And um, actually, at the last judgment, at our personal judgment, uh, the, the particular judgment is immediately upon our, our physical death, and the last judgment um, is the general judgment. Um, but we have from now until we die, which could be today, it could be 20 years from now, none of us knows that, but we have now to go to the confessional and to confess the sins we have forgotten. And one of the ways to do that is to make a general confession and let the priest guide you through it. I did that, and it, it, I kept the priest an hour and a half. And he said, just start, start, you know, from your childhood, just start, go. And, and I would tell him things, and he would interrupt me, and he'd say, well, did this happen as a consequence, or then did you do this? And I, sometimes I'd say, oh, no, and other times I'd say, oh, yes, oh, no, I forgot about that one, you see? And it's a fabulous cleansing. So see if you can make a general confession if you've never done that. Uh, I've had some priests that say it's good to do once a year. It's, there's nothing mandated on that. Um, and, um, and start making reparation for all the sins you have not repaired. And all the sins maybe, and the words that you've spouted out toward people, your own children, your own spouse, your friends, your enemies that um, you need to make reparation for. Now's the time to do it between now and death, between now and the judgment. Now is the time to do that. We have an email from Maria who writes, Mother Miriam, my husband and I just had our first child this year. Oh, yay. And she has been a blessing. But I also feel a bit overwhelmed. I just quit my job to stay at home a second yay and raise our daughter and I'm looking for some advice on any books you may recommend on raising children oh my goodness yes I also know you encourage homeschooling yes 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 but how would I even go about that is there some curriculum out there that homeschooling mothers use yes at what age should kids begin homeschooling the minute they come out of your womb beloved the minute not when they come out of your room, when they're in your womb, when you find out you're pregnant, start singing to your baby, start talking to him or her. 
right from the womb. There's no age except birth. Also, I have extremely unsupportive parents when it comes to quitting my job to raise my daughter, and I know it will only get worse when I tell them I'm going to homeschool her since they sent me to a private school my whole life and believe that's what's best for kids. I hate arguing with my parents and am extremely anxious about this and am wondering if you have any advice on what to tell them besides the fact that I believe this is what's best for my daughter. Um, Regards, Maria. Okay, Maria. Um, The first thing is know that you are homeschooling your children all their lives with every breath they take, with every decision you make, with everything you tell them about God, with every point of discipline, with everything you allow them to do and you don't allow them to do, with everything you fail in, even failing in your marriage to love your husband properly, you are, teach- you are homeschooling your children. Children learn by what they see, not so much by what you say. Homeschooling is lifelong, and when they're at the age of proper, let's say, kindergarten grade uh, at home, it's going to be very natural natural for you to say, okay, sweethearts, now we're going to have, we're going to put you in school, and we're actually going to sit down and have a class every day, and and it'll be exciting for them. You're not going to be keeping them from anything. You're going to be adding tremendous adventure to their life. So. Um, Absolutely. And um, Maria, um, I I have mentioned in the past that uh, my dear friend Beth has gathered, she's done a survey of wonderful homeschooling moms who attend the Latin traditional mass here in Tulsa, and she's put together a wonderful questionnaire for them. And I have the answers and the materials for the top three homeschooling, what what they have found uh, through experience and research to be the the most helpful, the most orthodox Catholic homeschooling programs. And I am going to put that together in our next newsletter. So our current newsletter, beloved, is um, just about at the printer, so it'll be in the mail two weeks from now, which means it's going to be late. I hope it gets to you before Christmas. Um, But I've mentioned before that there's a special gift in it, which is going to make it a bit of a package instead of just a mailing envelope. And it it, uh, will come probably a little late. I'm so sorry for that. But the newsletter in January will be all about education and homeschooling, Maria, and we'll have those sources in it. So as far as your parents are concerned, keep quiet. You've got a few years before... Your little baby is of home, is of school age, and you don't need to say a thing to your parents whatsoever unless they ask you. Just say, we're praying on it, we're considering it. When you finally start teaching your daughter, all you say to your parents is, that's what our Lord has called us to. Mom, he called you to put me in private school. He's calling us to homeschool our daughter. End of story. Don't be afraid of your parents. Your husband is your guide. God bless you, everyone. We'll speak with you tomorrow.